G'day, it's Phil here. Last time on this special series of The Game Changers, we talked entropy, we talked agency, we talked purpose, we talked all things of values and value in education with the remarkable Kai Lovell. We get an opportunity to do it one more time this week when we explore the nature of advocacy and what it is we should stand up for and what it is we should stand against. I'm excited, I can't wait, let's go. Before you start your conversation with today's Game Changers special series guest, Phil, can you share with our audience a little insight into our Series 12 sponsor? Of course, Adriano. We are partnered with the dynamic education team at the Museum of Australian Democracy. MOAD Learning can support your teaching and learning needs on a range of topics, including civics and citizenship, democracy, empowering voice, and so much more. Visit MOAD oph.gov.au forward slash learning. That's moadoph.gov.au forward slash learning. Hello, Kai. Hey, Phil. Excited to be back. Yeah, well, look, I'm always excited by a good conversation and we've had two great ones so far. I'm very appreciative of that. I know our listeners will uh, be very grateful for what it is that you bring to the conversation. Before we dig into it, you mentioned in our previous conversations the sort of things that you read and the sort of things that you engage in. And there's a very uh, there's a very utilitarian sort of a, a approach that you take. You're determined to find value in the things that you read and engage with in terms of your learning and in terms of your productivity. What do you do to chill out? I'm excited to answer that. Uh, I'm also excited to, to to quickly touch on that that utilitarian piece. I think that is largely true. Um, I, I think there is a sense of value seeking or value scanning when I'm reading things. I'm very happy to to not finish a book if, uh, if you know if it doesn't feel like it's giving me value to what I'm looking to solve right now. Don't get me wrong. I, I do I do really enjoy watching uh, a well crafted movie. Um, not to break it down or take notes, but for the beauty of that movie. But for me at the moment, I, uh, I've got a lot of work to do. I've got a lot, lot of learning to do. I've got a lot to achieve, a lot that I'm excited to achieve. So at the moment, it's, it's, it's a slanted towards the utility piece. But even, you know, for example, that show that I mentioned, Spotify, a product story, I listened to that. Um, it's, it's been my car listen for, for, for most of those episodes. And I listen to that and I end up smiling, not taking notes because I'm obviously in the car. Um, and there's a lot of good in that show that I could take notes from. But I just end up smiling, so damn excited about building products that do great things for the world like Spotify has and just so excited to get to those challenges, uh, those unique challenges that I'll face in that journey, just like they had, to solve them with really creative solutions just like they have. So there's also a utility in the sense of, of inspiration and, and of connection to purpose and of, a, of putting a smile on my face at times as well. And look, some people will see utility as not a natural bedfellow for creativity because some people will see the aim in life should be art for art's sake rather than form and function all merging into one thing that can be both beautiful and useful. What's one thing that you're working on at the moment that's both beautiful and useful? It's a, it's, it's a really interesting lens that the thing that comes to mind is actually gift giving. I think good gifts are both those things, you know, beautiful and thoughtful and 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 also useful. Um, I don't know, don't know why that popped into my head. Something I'm working on at the moment is this concept, which which I, I won't won't go down the rabbit hole of today, but this concept around creating a community and a digital platform around a collective spiraling up. 
and 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 really helping people do some of the, the things that I've been doing in terms of my weekly reviews, my accountability with friends, thinking about that collective spiraling up. For our UK listeners, that spiraling up is not leveling up. It's something very different. You want to be clear with us around what spiraling up is. Spiraling up is is a, is a, a dimension illusion because spiraling up when you take different dimensions looks like it's a different thing. So when you look down on a spiral, you see something going around in circles on a, on a sort of one-dimensional plane. And maybe daily, you you feel like you're going around in circles on, on something you're pushing towards. But if you look at it from a side-on view, you're actually spiraling upwards in a, in a sort of 2D plane. That is a really interesting visual because I think over time, you sort of see that, that spiral up but it, it's really, really a sort of level up in, in its simplest form. Um, I think that's how I describe that sort of like that Kaizen, like ultimately that's what you're sort of doing. What's up then for a person? What does up mean? Towards whatever you're trying to culminate towards, you know, wh- whatever is driving driving you, whatever that destination is. For me, the the destination, the details are flexible, but the destination is that I, I, I want to be able to build value for the world and move that world forward, the world that I'm in, through great digital products. And, and there's a lot that has to happen in order for me to be able to, to actually do that. I'm not fussed about how I get there. I'm not fussed about doing this and that and this three years here and two years there and, and this, this, this you know, particular curriculum for the next 20 years. That's where I'm headed and, and I'm spiraling up towards that. And, and that's, that's exciting. But it's almost like a force then, isn't it? It's not even necessarily a process because you're not stuck on a particular process around it. It's, it's about an energy that is translated, which and that energy might almost be the opposite of entropy because, you know, the literal definition of entropy, which we talked about, the, the sort of metaphorical definition, that we, which is about, you know, the disintegration of a force over time, that literal definition of entropy is about the capacity to retain thermal energy within it's almost the high level approach is, is about how do you inject more energy and then give that energy direction and keep going. I'm going to mention Gary Vaynerchuk, Gary V, who is a, is a very energetic, very successful American businessman who I don't necessarily agree with everything he says, but I think he's, um, he's got, got a lot of good things in, in his head and a lot of things that he does right. He talks about this concept of, of micro speed, macro patience. And I really, really like this, you know, it's sort of on one hand, you need to, to work hard every day, you know, input to output that rapid sort of feedback loop. That's important, but you can't expect results quickly. You know, you're not going to achieve mastery tomorrow. I think it's sort of expanding that time horizon to understand that, again, you can have great goals, but you fall to your systems. And what you can do in your day to day, that critical action day to day is the thing to focus on. So I think I have patience um, in terms of how I'm progressing myself forwards in, in the long term, but I think there is an impatience in the sort of week to week and, and, and really a sense of, um, of wanting to have that spiraling up energy and, and direction and, and movement happening in, in, in a few different areas. But I think it's important to answer your question because it's going to sound like I've completely dodged it around how or maybe, I do or maybe I just distracted you or maybe I don't relax. No, I, <laughs> I, um, I, I, I do. I, I really enjoy locations that that sort of invoke invo- invoke that sort of relaxation for me. The beach, the beach is really special. Nature is really special. Places where I like to spend my time. Believe it or not, I find I find exercise very decompressing and even very intense, very focused, very targeted strength training, high intensity interval training, 
you know, running with a goal in mind, um, those things can become very meditative for me, particularly when there's a, a community feel. Uh, I really enjoy that sort of stuff. I spend spend time with that family um, that I, um, I, I talked about in an earlier episode. I, I really cherish them. And I'm an uncle, as I said, and I'm trying to be, be a great uncle. You know, what, what does that role in, in the family look like? You know, it's, it's about, for me, being proactive, creating that space for curiosity in my nieces and nephews. That's something that I'm really, I'm, I'm really trying to work on. And I find that, that time with those young people um, very relaxing. And I also listen to a whole lot of electronic music. I really love, you know, artists like Rufus Dussault, Daft Punk, you know, the, the sort of defected records of the world, um, the circles, the boiler rooms, that, that space of music I find really, really awesome. What you've actually described there are three highly immersive experiences, that notion of being immersed in a beautiful place in nature, being immersed in the world of small children where <laughs> you, you can't help but be completely captivated by them because they won't allow that. And then sure. and there's your EDM, which just absorbs every part of your sentient being is, is being uh, absorbed by music that you can and hear, you can feel, you can experience, you can almost taste it. I want to switch to talk about the things that you want to stand for in your life. You've told us about your values. You've told us about the, the sort of sense of force. You've told us about sort of family and nature and music as, as sort of spaces that you can lose yourself in. What will you stand up for? What is it that you want to see very specifically in terms of the changes in this world and how can we put that into practice through the digital technology, which forms such an important part of your life? I'm, I am really excited by this, this world of great digital products. The late Steve Jobs talks about this idea that the, the early Macintosh was like a bicycle for the mind. You know, humans are, uh, are more efficient in calorie expenditure, in, in heart rate management, traveling from A to B on a bike versus walking or running. And I believe that for this knowledge economy that we are now in, you know, where the problems we are solving can be enabled by technology, by big data, um, by, by collective intelligence, I think, you know, we need to think about what are the bicycles we are building for our minds? You know, how are we building those digital products to solve the most valuable challenges in the world? In that conversation with Will Store. And, uh, and Sam Harris, they talk about this idea of how status plays into to, to philanthropy and, and, and sort of giving. Um, and they, they talk about this, this dichotomy between um, the, the feel-good sort of one-to-one -one human relationship when you donate to a GoFundMe page where someone has a human story and something that you can really connect with and feel good about versus the lens of how can I make this dollar go as far as it can to eliminate the most pain and suffering in the world. You know, the, the way to do that is less sexy. It's probably to donate a set amount every month to something like, you know, insect repellent filled um, insect nets and, and to sort of send them to Africa and have them set up. $1,000 there is going to be, you know, a, a, a sort of better return on investment in terms of pain and suffering removal than a GoFundMe page. But, but we're not really good at, pure selflessness, uh, are we? There's always an exchange there. There's, there's yep. a reciprocity, I think, that um, I don't think it's shameful 
um, and, the, and there's no amount of moralising that really can change my perspective on that. I, I think it, I think it reflects the interdependence and the reciprocity of our world. It's the society we live in. There, there is always a value exchange. The, the chairman of our company, a really great Australian by the name of John Layton, would always talk about the dignity of creating value for other people in their lives, you know, and the, the way we create value is, is that we don't just give it. There has to be an exchange. Otherwise, we don't value value. Otherwise, we don't value it. You know, we take it for granted. Um, totally. Talk to yeah. me about products. Talk to me about products that are grabbing your attention as ways in which we can create meaningful exchange of value and values. Yeah, it, it, it really links to 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 where I was getting to at that point around, it's okay to do both. It's okay to donate to the GoFundMe page and to also think about how I can maximize that number of, of, of sort of impact created. Humans are really bad at understanding big data sets. We're really bad at getting our heads around it. Um, and that's that's a big part of that too, as well as that sort of that selfish selflessness piece. But for me, it, it comes back to, to okay, I can, I can build a digital product to do 101 different things. I can use those Lego pieces and I can assemble a team and I can get some capital and I can do any number of things with all of those Lego pieces. You know, I, I'm, I'm going to continue to build the skill sets so that I can do those things well, you know, to become uh, a sort of slowly become a, a master Lego builder. But I think the, 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 the most interesting thing there is what image do you want to create with those Lego bricks? What tool do you want to create for the world? You know, the 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 visual in, in my head is, you know, digital products for me are this tool, right? This hammer. What is what is the nail that I want to hit? I I think that is an is is an unanswered question for me. And that is that is a sort of sidetrack or parallel conversation internally and externally that I have around how I can move closer to doing the most good with those Lego bricks. And I think that's where I want to land. I don't know what that is yet, but that is where I want to be playing. And 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 think, thinking about that is exciting and, and nerve wracking, but that's where I want to be. What's something you wouldn't do? You know, I, w- I wouldn't do anything to do with gambling. I just gambling, and I just I no, absolutely not. It's just it's there's there's lots of reasons for that. But I look at the way in which gambling tantalizes a human foible and always takes advantage of it because the more you gamble the more you lose. There's no, there is no profit to be made from gambling beyond the immediate sensation in the moment of will I, won't I, will I, won't I, will I, won't I, you know. So it's, I won't have anything to do with gambling tonight. So it's, that's, that's my starter for 10. Where's a space that you just won't go? That would probably be in the list. Again, that doesn't feel like we're progressing society forward, if that's one of my sort of core points here. There's, there's, there's a few places where there is a indirect impact and 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 this is this is sort of to to answer the question in a different way take something like like spotify right it's probably my most used app uh, it's great um i i i never questioning uh, i never question um the value of it it doesn't necessarily make the world at a macro scale uh, an incredibly better place it hasn't eradicated poverty it hasn't solved our biggest challenges on our plate right now but if that makes the people doing those things 10% more productive because they are listening to the music that gets them in flow state, that gets them excited, that gets them energized to do that work. Then Spotify may have had the most impact on the world more than any other company ever to exist. And we're never going to know that for sure. But I think there is a world where the indirect 
also plays a really important part to, to take a more sort of positive spin here or some great examples that I really like. You know, companies like Shopify have, in essence, democratized entrepreneurship. They've created a generation of entrepreneurs where 12-year-old Kai actually now had the tools to be able to set up a little store and, and make a couple of hundred bucks selling T-shirts. That was a really powerful moment in my journey and, and there was a connection, a mental connection that now exists and will exist forever where Shopify enabled me to do something which 10 years earlier, 20 years earlier would have been impossible. Tools that mm. enable curiosities to be explored, curiosities to be fulfilled. That's damn exciting for me. YouTube What's allows... It? It, yeah, YouTube. It, it's an incredible platform. You know, it, it allows people to learn things that, you know, once upon a time we could never have learned to, to, to build that collective intelligence. I mean, these, these sound like sort of fundamental, almost taken for granted tools, but even things like Google, you know, the, 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 the sort of core search engine they've built there, or even a Google Maps. Um, I mean, I've, I've grown up basically relying on these things and, and I, I don't have a heap of comparison points as to what Man, I do. For them. Man, I do. I was, I was driving through rural New South Wales this weekend um, <laughs> and can I tell you, sitting there and following your Google Maps as opposed to thumbing through different maps and this and that and the other, physical maps and, and losing your, your place and taking it, 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 there's nothing to compare with it. But, I mean, the, there's a challenging side to some of the apps that you mentioned. So Spotify, I'm not sure that it brings financial justice to all of the content creators, and I'm certain that YouTube plays to it in a similar sort of way. But I, I don't think there's any perfect product in the world. I think both of the products you you mentioned do two things. They bring joy to people. Um, you can carry all the music in the world in your phone. You don't have to listen to the same 15 albums over and over again because that's all you've got. You know, and that's something quite extraordinary. I think the second thing you alluded to, you know, talking about young Kai, they liberate you. Yeah. They free you. They 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 create possibility in and around that. You know, I think I think to myself, where where would I have been if applications like Sibelius had been around? I've got this one. I've got this sort of this this itch that sits in my background, which is that I loved music, um, but I wasn't a pianist. I, I played I played the cello, uh, I played guitar, I played I played um, wind instruments, uh, brass instruments as well too, but I didn't play piano. And so composing was a very challenging thing to do because you had to write it all out, etc., etc., etc. And I look now and I look at the programs that are available and I think to myself, where was that 40 years ago? Because that's what I really needed when I was 12-year-old Phil and 13-year-old Phil was that because I might have been able to find a way to do that. Now, I, I don't, I'm actually one of those people, I have absolutely no regrets in my life whatsoever. My life is what it is. The pathway has taken me where it's taken me. There are, there, there have been some, um, um, some great mountaintops I've walked along and some terrible valleys full of rain and sleet and snow and all of that sort of stuff along the way, which is all just part of the journey of a life. Mm. But I think great products liberate people from the restrictions of privilege. And whether that's a privilege of knowledge or a privilege of wealth or so on, it opens up the possibilities of the world to those around us. And I think that we have the capacity to become more than just Kai sitting in his bedroom. I mean, I think, I think of Flume, you know, sitting in his bedroom there, just creating the music that he wants to create because he's got the tools to do it. And then suddenly there are people all around the world enjoying the music and then it's influencing other people um, uh, to create music 
of their own that might or might not sound a bit like his. It doesn't really matter, but it, it unlocks possibility uh, and the possibility of, uh, of, of human potential. I'm seeing Flume in two weeks' time. Um, oh, really? And, and, and I, I, I love the music, um, but I love the story. And, yeah. and I think that's, it's, it's a great, great summary. One of, the, one of the, the, the last pieces I'll leave here is I'm really also fascinated by products that enable other products. And, and this space around infrastructure um, as a powerful enabler for other people to build. And, and, and what comes to mind is, is, is companies like Stripe, um, companies like Twilio, um, that in essence build tools for developers to use in their own plat- platforms that mean that instead of me having to, to you know, or, or okay, take Shopify, for example, instead of them having to go and make sort of, you know, credit card accounts and, and, and banking relationships with every bank around the world to accept transactions, they just plug in Stripe and Stripe's solving those problems for them and they can get back to what they're doing best, which is democratising entrepreneurship. Twilio lets them send SMSs to people when they've got their orders and send emails programmatically and, and that lets them get back to what they're doing best, which is about building a, a fantastic order management experience or a fantastic checkout experience. So I think there's also really interesting space around the infrastructure that enables other people to build great products, which also really interests me. Yeah, I think it's, and it comes back to something something that you mentioned earlier, which is is about the difference between following a story, which allows you to connect your story to it through heightened emotion, and then finding something that perhaps sits in a back room somewhere or, or literally underneath something. I remember... Um, uh, and for, for most for most listeners, you're not nearly old enough to even remember a series called The Ascent of Man in the early 1970s, produced by Professor Bronowski for the BBC. And at one point, he talks about the absolute revolution of the provision of cheap cotton underwear during the Industrial Revolution in the 19th century, because it created for the very first time a barrier between the dirt of the outside world and the human body which meant you know, unparalleled um, potential for human beings not to get infected and to live um, in a safer, cleaner, better environment. Stripe may well be the equivalent of that in, in, in that sort of con- context. Uh, there's, there's any number of things that make things possible for other people. Where are you going next, Kai? What's, what's next on your journey? On that, and then I'll, I'll answer that question if I can. I think I think you're totally right. I think the digital world, there's plenty of examples. I I regularly have a mind-blown moment thinking about telecommunications networks, thinking about, you know, how we have undersea cables that basically power what we're doing right now, Phil, um, how we're having this conversation, how folks are tuning in. That's all being powered by physical cables underneath the ocean Technology in cities and towns that route that information, those, those ones and zeros in the right way, how you can have uh, a text message come from someone that goes to a phone, uh, a phone tower and that gets translated down a physical line through pulses of electricity through copper or pulses of light through fiber optics that then finds its way with the right packet combinations back to a person in the form of another text message is, is remarkable and we take it for granted every single damn day uh, and, and, and that is something that I also 
um, I want to get a better understanding of because it, it, it powers everything I do. And, and, and I think that's an example of how we can really, you know, even power, you know, and electricity. Like, let's not forget, there's, there's some of these real fundamentals that, um, that once upon a time were not so fundamental. And maybe that's all part of the urge to find new and better ways of doing things. Is the, yes. is the is is to accept that the status quo was never the status quo. There was always exactly. something else that came before it, and there's always something else that's um, going to come after it. So let's let's go back to that that last yes. question. What 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 comes afterwards for Kai? Where do you want to go next? Um, so at at the moment, one of the things that uh, that I'm really passionate about on the side, um, you know, while working working at Zipline, is about making jobs in startups more understood and and more accessible for other young people. I can see that uh, it's not for everyone, but for the right sort of young person, it's a, it's a powerful environment to, to, to sort of spiral up, to, to follow curiosities um, and to, to really start to connect with some of these, these, these areas and sort of challenges and, and problem spaces that get me so excited. So at work where, we're working on a project at the moment, uh, a podcast called the the Startup Jobs Podcast, and it's all about what are the jobs in a tech startup. You know, how do those teams look? What do those roles look like? What's the honest truth and brutal reality about some of these roles, and what are the great parts about them? And if you're in one of those roles already in this sort of environment, how do you thrive? How do you make the absolute most of that role in front of you? So we're we're working on that project and 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 really hoping that that reaches young people um, who who might be following the sort of mimetic desires and 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 sort of uh, status quos, um, but are ready to maybe explore something a bit different. Um, so that's something I'm really passionate about. Also thinking about how I can yeah continue to to scale up in 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 my own world. That's that's really going to be my focus is is continually you know scaling up in these different areas and then. Having a meta scale up of uh, of the system and a, and a spiral up of of that process. So you know things like I've got got here. I was working on it last night. A, a bunch of um, bunch of different scribbles about about how I'm going to approach my fitness protocol for the next you know the next little while. Um, and that's the sort of stuff that I'm going to be focusing on. Coming back to my systems. I know it's not an exciting answer, but that's how I get to that 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 sort of goal and and that purpose. Yeah. Look, it's. I- I have a feeling in life that it's the less exciting and and more well thought through answers that get you to where you need to get to. I'm sure we can tell a story about it that will capture people's imagination, but if you don't get the structures and systems right, then you're never going to be able to be the source of that transformation, for which I think you are a tremendous uh, advocate. Thank you so much for this three-part conversation. In t- the voice and agency and advocacy have really, really enjoyed it. There's been absolutely nothing about this conversation um, as it transpired that I expected to start with, and I reckon those are the best sorts of conversations, don't you? I uh, I, I agree. Um, something that's um that's sitting sitting on my desk, which I uh, I'd love to love to leave on. It's a uh, it's a small small little brick um, for those those listening without without video here. A small little um, wooden brick about half the size of a credit card. I got it recently from my parents. I got back from a from a, a trip um, in that that same motorhome across Australia that they'd just done themselves, and it's uh, it's created by a guy who 
builds these out of recycled wood and he takes photos from all over the world. He goes and travels and takes photos of quotes and he basically puts them on bricks and sells them. And the proceeds go to an organization called I am someone, I am someone.org. And they, in essence, create lasting change for young people in places like Sierra Leone through education and opportunities. And, and, and it's, it's a really fascinating organization. And, and, and the guy who creates this, this block is, uh, is doing great work. But the quote on this block is, is, is from Uganda. Um, and it was a, a photo taken of a wall in Uganda by this gentleman. And it says, the man who follows the crowd will usually get no further than the crowd. And I, I, I read that the other day when I got it and, uh, and it really resonated because I think sometimes, you know, if I think through the, the, the sort of leaps of faith almost that I've taken in my journey to date, it's through the opportunities that I've had that have given me the agency and the enterprise to take those leaps away from the status quo that I hope will be the sort of keys that have allowed me to sort of achieve what I want to achieve that's right for me. Um, and I think, think that, that quote is, uh, is, is a wonderful reminder as part of that journey. I can't think of a better note on which to finish. Thanks, Kai. Thank you, Phil. It's been an absolute pleasure. Thanks for having me. Game Changers is a podcast for those who want to change the game of school. Produced by Oliver Cummins for Orbital Productions and powered by a school for tomorrow, Game Changers is available on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Play and SoundCloud. Tell your friends and don't forget to subscribe. Let's go.